Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Gosh, we're live. <laughs> What are you going to do today, Chad? <laughs> Whatever I feel like. I'm going to put some tater tots <clears throat> in my pocket. Yeah. Some people are rolling their eyes. Other people know exactly what's going on right now. <laughs> I do okay. need to watch that again. So Everybody's rolling their eyes. Uh, hey, go ahead. Austin Carroll, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> He's a friend of ours. Uh, so th- I, one decent pastor and one beautiful mind. Is what, is what <laughs> we, yeah. Wow. I was thinking that, about that nice one this morning. I thought, you know, like what comes to mind with Austin. Like the wow. crazy guy from the movie? That, well, he, that was, yeah, he's like, just sees things that aren't there. He, yeah. he knows more than us three combined. No, so. he's just oh. not <laughs> math in his head right now. Do you want me to show them your notes right no. now? <laughs> <laughs> your, your prep work? Yeah. That uh, makes me laugh when I saw you come uh, in with that today. It's bad. Anyway, Actually, we, we met uh, we met Austin this summer at a camp out, the church camp out. He came with his mom, Christy, who goes to the Lapine location. Christy's the one that does everything in Lapine. She does. Yes, and uh, and it's one of those you know when we meet a fellow, just, just hit it off, a fellow weirdo, as we like to say sometimes. Yeah. You know, we started just talking and uh, liked a lot of the same things theologically, and and kind of fall into the same camp and got into some great discussions and I've hung out a few times since then and thought we got to have this guy on. So yeah, here we so, are. glad to have you. Thank but you. but yeah. the and subject I'm honored to be here. So yeah, no, it's great to have you here. It's, I, a, it's a big honor. I do yeah. want to apolo- no, apologize for what we're talking about because this is more probably having to do with us yeah, pastorally yeah. here. It's true. So we were going to have you on and then you had a prior engagement and so I switched the subject yeah. and then you called back and said like, no, we're good. Like the dates were wrong. Yeah. So it's like, well, Ready or not, this is what we're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> luckily, true. he agrees with the proper view of baptism. So, <laughs> well, what we think? Did you <laughs> check with him? Uh, I, well, I did nice. actually in the text. I was like, "Are you cool with like yeah. this view?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm cool All with right. this view." So, okay. uh, hey, you also just started a, a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. called yeah. the Want of Wonder. Yeah, yes, plug, plug exactly. it for the people. So plug it, yeah. Yeah, so I just, uh, like he said, started a, a YouTube channel like two weeks ago. So just I just have one video up. It's about Herodotus, <laughs> the Greek historian. <laughs> but the channel in general is just uh, sort of, uh, you know, I like to learn, like you guys know, uh, and the people that know me, like, uh, you know, know, I like to learn a lot. And uh, the channel is basically like an outlet for me to kind of get what I'm learning and put it out there for people. Um, the quote that the name of the channel comes from is from G.K. Chesterton. It's the the world will not starve for want of wonders, only for want of wonder. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that kind of shows the direction of, of the channel. Right. Uh, yeah, what I'm trying to do with it, what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah, I listened to the first nice. one and enjoyed it very much. It was uh, talking about a guy I'd never heard of, but he, you know, kind of... Uh, likening him to the wikipedia of the, yeah. the ancient world you know as far as this guy that would compile all these facts and yeah and uh, some of them were pretty wild and out there and some of them were exactly pretty practical yeah. and helpful and but anyway if you get a chance check it out uh, i think you'll enjoy it so i listened to just a soundbite because of the music that was uh, behind yeah. it. yeah so uh yeah this this guy actually enjoys good music too so. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah we all get along on the, with the music thing Okay, we need to talk about Bob real quick because so this is the big obvious boulder. So you guys are <laughs> so you guys are talking about this yeah. like 
last week and I hadn't like heard of it. And then all of a sudden I saw this like new, this whole news cover story like yeah. the next day on yeah. it. And I was like, this is a real thing. This is weird. And the picture was obviously like a car just like sitting on, like balancing on the rock. So, uh, what's your theory on why all these people are hitting this rock? I, I actually hit it one day <laughs> before it was a thing. All right. Well, now, I, I'm not going to be honest with my theory uh, that. Yeah. No, I didn't get high. <laughs> I, I didn't high center myself on not it. now. <laughs> yeah. But I, I scraped it one day. Oh, scraped it. Yeah, scraped You didn't try it. to go over that top. No, 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 no. All no, right. I, I don't know how people are going it, over so the top. I'm, I'm a little bit. I mean, I don't know. You high center your car like you're just not paying attention. Austin, but. have you heard about Bob? No. Huh? This is a big boulder that sits like in the parking lot of 7-Eleven on Franklin and 3rd. In Bend. Mm. In Bend. So like the, the really busy 7-Eleven yeah, yeah. at that busy there's intersection. A curb. There's a curb around it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a like curb. a little peninsula. Mm. A peninsula. Yeah. But people are driving over the curb. So, so Bob's or, or a big it. obvious boulder. Okay. They're <laughs> called Bob. It has its own Facebook page now. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. They're, like cutting, the cor- they're cutting the corner so much that they're driving over the curb, getting their tire on the boulder somehow, and then yeah. driving up over the top and high centering their car. And it's happened to seven cars. Wow. It's not In a the small... last couple months. Yeah. And uh, it's like two feet tall. I mean, they're, it's pretty tall. It's not just a small rock. I mean, mm. so, so my theory is like if you look at a picture of it, like you said, there's a yeah. peninsula. <laughs> that comes up no, around I said, it. I said peninsula. A curb <laughs> that comes up around it, and people were probably going over the curb, like not realizing the peninsula was there. So they thought, we're going to stick a huge rock there so people know that this peninsula sticks out. And now they're just going <laughs> well, the over the like rock. So, so the rock's not new. It's been there for a long it's time. It's big, too. But people are just now, all it's of a sudden, small. like everybody's hitting it. It's big. High centering dude. on it. So my theory That's was odd. like, this is going to sound horrible. Like, <laughs> I stereotype the kind of people that go to 7-Eleven, especially that one. Like, a, like, like a lot of them are junkies. I, I go to 7-Eleven. And I'm just thinking, like, when they're pulling in there Slurpees, to do what man. they're doing, they're already yeah. not in their right mind. So, like, you know, they're just going over rocks, you know? Except if you're Chad, then that's probably not the case. I was on my way to get a Slurpee, which I'm, I'm a big – I don't know you guys like Were you things, high, Chad? No, yeah. I wasn't. I was not high. Um, and? But I like Slurpees. Uh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm proud of my affinity for Slurpees. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know what Are to we say. done with Bob? I, yes. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> it's a is there anything else we need to talk about? Or we thing. Uh, you know, yesterday was cool. We had we oh, that's, that the, was the next thing. Well, let's go ahead and talk about. No, you can, oh, you're already well, working. Well, we, we uh, you know Chad was working, but David and I got to go to the women's uh, Bible study at Carol's house, and there was a woman there Didn't that you wanted to go to women's Bible studies. Got to yesterday. I've always wanted to go to one. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of it was fun. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, there was a woman that wanted to be baptized, and, and so they invited us to come and kind of talk a little bit about baptism, hear her testimony, uh, baptize her in their hot tub, and then and then afterwards just had a Q&A time. It was a great time, um, really neat. They uh, kind of did a hot seat thing with us, yeah. which I wasn't really expecting, but, but yeah. So everyone was asking questions about baptism and stuff, which kind of spurred and stuff. on what we're— Yeah, yeah and stuff. Yeah. There was some other stuff. Can women be we pastors and we that kind of stuff? We won't name names. Yeah. But, yeah, there was some other stuff. It so, anyway, good. that's why we're talking about this today, is we figured if some people have questions about baptism and what we think about baptism, then um, other people probably do as well. Yeah. So, figured we'd throw it out there. Um, this is more for you two to start with. You can chime in, too. Okay. But cool. if you were to classify the door into a denominational category, how would you do it and why? What flavor are we? <laughs> Non-denom. Bro. Okay, and what's that code yeah. for? Baptist. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't want to be Baptist. We don't want to be Baptist, cause, yeah, because we're like that's so elementary. 
compared to the but other denominations. Well, seventeen uh, different kinds of Baptists. There's baggage. I mean, there's there's a lot of different Baptists. That's all. There's baggage. Well, I would say there's. I would argue there's baggage in every. There is. There is. But when I think of like when you hear Baptist, you think Southern Baptist. You think there's a lot of things sure. that go along with Baptist, and, and even a lot of the churches here, even locally, have taken taken that out of their name intentionally because mm-hmm. they know there's baggage. Yeah. So, so I, I don't want to lead with like you know. I mean, Protestant. Of course, we're Protestant. Reformed. Again, depending on how you Reformed-ish. define defined, <laughs> well, it depends on how you define reform because right. there's you know that's a that's another one of those categories, mm-hmm. and then and then baptistic in the sense of the way we view baptism, mm-hmm. we are Baptist. That's, that's pretty much what makes Baptist Baptist, Baptist I think. Right. Yeah. Baptists are tend to be like all over the spectrum, right? Yes. But what unites them is is their belief in creed. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So we would fall into that. Fall into it. Category. Also, you guys don't yeah. have yeah. smoke machines. Right, with the redeemed zoomer. Well, we're thinking definition. about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're thinking about it. You guys yet. might add, add yeah. that yeah. in if you really yeah. want to be nice. We're saving up. Machines aren't cheap. So we would basically say that, I mean, we are non-denominational is how we lead. <laughs> yeah. We don't lead with Reformed, typically. We don't lead with Baptists, typically. But, like, non-dena- our, our, our flavor of non-denomination <laughs> would, would be Reformed Baptists. That's yeah, that's probably the fair yeah. the fair label is yeah. Reformed Baptist. Yeah, yeah. I, I which almost is an oxymoron to some people, which is kind of funny. But right. we, it we doesn't compete with. So let's ready. let's we talk about that. that next. That's <laughs> actually what I would identify as as well. So you know, oh, we're, really? Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Right. See, Kindred. Kindred. Weirdo. We knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Listens to good music. What, why do you identify that way? Because of what we were just talking about, I would consider myself Reformed, and then on top of that. I believe in credo baptism, um, and then uh, aside from that, I actually go to a Baptist church. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, nice. so yeah. you're okay. You're all right with that. Yeah. So, real quick, because you mentioned you said credo a couple times. There's a credo, Latin word for believe. I believe. Um, so, believers' baptism. That's credo, and then pedo. 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 P a two two very different things. Pedo. Not one means feet. One means infant or child. So pedo. Not pedo either. Yeah. Spanish, it means flatulence. Yeah. So, so we got to get the right word. Uh, but infant would be the other. So th- those are kind of the two camps. And interestingly, uh, which one do you think is the minority in the church of those two views? So uh, right now, I would say pedo. Pe- pe- no? Well, again, if you're, if you're talking church uh, under the Christian banner, Orthodox, Catholic, mm-hmm. all you know, no, actually, all encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all credo, credo, baptism is the minority, oh, yeah, right. minority view, yeah, yeah, believers' baptism, yeah, out of all yeah. what we would call Protestant churches. Mm. Well, even no, I wouldn't just I mean, Orthodox, Catholic. Okay, Protestant. yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, Catholic as well, yeah, yeah, so East, all, yeah, all Orthodox as well, okay. yeah. yeah, 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 we're de- we would definitely be the lesser. I, I I think people would be surprised to hear that. Most people I would think would assume believers' baptism, cre- right. credo baptism, would be the majority, but it's actually yeah. not. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Let's start. Let's start with this. Many would say so. We would call ourselves like Reformed Baptists. Like you would identify that way. We identify that way. Um, but a lot of people would say because we're Baptistic or we call ourselves Baptistic, we're not really Reformed. We right. can't really be Reformed. And that kind of goes with what you, I think you were starting to get at. Why would they say that? That those, I mean, you already said it. Like those two things, yeah, don't go together. We think they can. I I think that they would say that um, because uh, the beginning of the Reformation, like the initial ways that people were believing, didn't include 
uh, credo baptism. Exactly. It was like a movement afterward. Exactly. Um, so, but I would argue that it's actually present in the earliest church. So, you know, that's right. sort, of, sort of thing. So, like the five right. solas, the, the idea, you know, faith alone, Christ alone, but, you know, I don't want to go through all of them right now, but the five soul, the things that distinguished the Reformation from the Catholic Church and, and what you know Martin Luther kind of started, yes. we would affirm all of those things. So we're reformed in that sense, yeah. um, but it, but as far as baptism, we would we would part ways with right with uh, what most reformed right people believe, and they would say that yeah. that is the norm or Correct. was the norm of the church, whether it was Lutheran, whether it was Presbyterian, whether it's ref- the Reformed Church, they all believed in a. Uh, Credo baptism, mm-hmm. uh, and not a credo baptism, but and, and, and so they would automatically say that is part of the reform movement, right? Is that belief, but in, in fairness, they weren't even agreed on what pedo baptism. So right, why they did it and what it did. We're so yeah, I know. We'll get to that, but but they would all say baptize babies. Right? Yes, right. And because you guys don't baptize babies, there's no way you can call yourselves reformed. At least that's. Kind of what I've gotten from well, people. we're doing before. it anyway. We're doing yeah. it anyway. We like so, to fuck this system. Although, I don't think they'd have a problem with Charles Spurgeon, right? And he was Baptist. Well, who, nobody can. You can't. Yeah. Who, who, yeah, exactly. How do you have, have yeah. a problem he with Charles Spurgeon? There's something yeah. wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a pass. Yeah. Uh, why are you guys Baptistic? Let's start with you, Mr. Up, Mr. Austin. Why are you a Baptist? Um, so I, 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 th- I kind of said before, but I actually brought um, the Reformed Baptist Catechism, so I was going to... Yes, you did. Just read um, something from that, uh, if that's cool with you guys. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So, Keech's Catechism, named after the Baptist preacher Benjamin Keech, was uh, officially published in 1693, so we're going back to Reformer age, Yep. right? Uh, And it was basically a reworking of the earlier and more famous Westminster Catechism, which is, you know, the Reform, Mm -hmm. the, the most famous Reformed Catechism. Uh, where it differed was only really concerning baptism. Yeah. So that's the big difference. Otherwise, it was pretty similar. And I pulled this section actually off of the Desiring God website. Uh, this is from John Piper's like reworking of it in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually read the original. And it's like identical, basically. Yeah. Um, question 98. <clears throat> How do baptism and the Lord's Supper become effective means of salvation? Answer. Baptism and the Lord's Supper become effective means of salvation, not from any virtue in them or in him that administers, administers them, but only by the blessing of Christ and the working of his spirit in those who by faith receive them. Question 99, uh, how do baptism and the Lord's Supper differ from the other ordinances of God? So like, how is this sacrament different than mm. other ordinances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like what separates it? What's, what's, right. Why is it different? Baptism and the Lord's Supper differ from the other ordinances of God in that they were specifically instituted by Christ to represent and apply to believers the benefits of the new covenant by visible and outward signs. Uh, and then... Uh, what is baptism? Baptism is a holy ordinance in which immersion in, in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit signifies our being joined to Christ and our sharing the benefits of the covenant of grace and our engagement to be the Lord's. Yeah. Um, and then it even says, to whom is baptism administered? Baptism is administered to all those who actually profess repentance towards God, faith in, and obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ, and to no other. So I would say that answers, uh, that last one answers why... Uh, why I'm a Baptist. Um, so, so believe, in other words, believer's baptism. Right. It, okay. So who is it to be administ- administered to? I think that's the big question, yeah, it right? For? Is it for kids or right. is it for us? Right. Um, I fall on the, the, the idea that first comes faith, right? And then comes the baptism. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that that's that those are kind of united to each other, like faith and, and baptism are united into one uh, thing where immediately baptism will follow faith. Sure. Actually, if you don't mind, I I wrote down a little quote from St. Basil. We're ready for you, dude. Okay. We knew we knew <clears throat> it was going to go down like this when yeah. we asked you to come on. We knew it was going to be thorough. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just uh, so I recently have been reading this book with my pastor. Uh, it's called On the Holy Spirit. It's by Saint Basil. It was written in like 370 or so, and it's basically a defense for uh, the um, Holy Spirit, the divinity of the Holy Spirit, and its place within the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an amazing book. I encourage everybody to read it. Um, it's nothing like what you'd think. You know, we think like all these old guys from the early church—they're not readable, and it's dry and terrible, and we don't understand it. And who knows what they believe? They might be believe weird things, like right. you know, they baptize naked people back in the old church you know what i mean they would like just yeah, that would be weird the picture of that dude that you saw down there that's how he wanted to be baptized yeah. we told him no not yeah. for that not for that reason though. we told him no yeah, yeah. <laughs> for bad reasons yeah yeah uh, so let me let me find those here okay so this is uh in chapter 12 of that book uh he states uh, faith and baptism are two ways of salvation that are naturally united with each other and indivisible while faith is perfected by baptism baptism is established by faith and each is carried out by the same names. For as we believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, so also are we baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The confession that brings salvation comes first, mm. and there follows baptism, which seals our sin. And I think that is a very, uh, like looking at this Keech's catechism yeah. and understanding like what, what the Reformed Baptists believe, I think that he is like backing up that belief right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's saying that, uh, that faith is perfected by baptism, uh, that they're inseparable, right? Uh, but baptism is established for, by our faith. Out of faith. Exactly. Yes. Out yes. of the faith. One follows the other. Exactly. Exactly. So he says, he says first comes uh, the confession of faith, right? Yeah. That brings salvation, right? So that's like our regeneration, right. initial regeneration. Sure. And then follows baptism, which seals our ascent. Yeah. Um, so yep, it's a seal. Sense. It's like a sign and a seal. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's... So... You believe so. The big component for you, why you sit where you sit, is because you you believe that baptism is for believers, those who have faith. Yes, exactly. First, that yes, Chad. Yeah, agreed. Let me, let me pull out my printed catechism here <laughs> yeah. and read from. <laughs> yeah, come on, get on um, it, dude. No, I'm, I mean, just you, we we see baptism in the Bible. We see John's baptism. We see Jesus being baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's established uh, yeah. in the Bible, and so that's that's why I'm a Baptist. There you go. That's a good answer. Yeah, mine's the spiritual conviction. I just feel like the the, the scriptures teach, believe, and be baptized. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So, so a paedo Baptist, uh, somebody that believes that you should baptize infants, would say that um, you qualify through birth. So, mm-hmm. if you're born into a Christian family, right, yeah. you qualify for baptism. Right. Whereas a credo Baptist would say, no, you you would qualify through new birth, right, or regeneration yeah. or belief. Faith. And so, once that once faith occurs, then baptism is is what follows. And I, I think that's what we see the, the pattern in the New Testament. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, Jesus even goes to like Nicodemus, who would have been yeah. circumcised, uh-huh. which they say is the equivalent, right, right, <laughs> of right. baptism. And he's mm-hmm. saying you got to be born again. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. not, like it it's not good enough that you have this mark or sign on you, like you got to be born again. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I've been looking this week at a lot of, uh, uh, baptistic, uh, denominations and views on this. I can l- logically get where they draw all their covenantal, um, lines, like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? How they connect it to, this is now, um, what circumcision was for the church and all that. Like I can reason that, but biblically, like the reason I'm a Baptist mm-hmm. is because biblically, yeah. 
I don't feel like the the scriptures actually make clear right. that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're just doing that with things, we can do it with all kinds of things in right. the Bible. We come up with all kinds right. of parallels and then build doctrines out of them. But with baptism, I feel like what we do clearly have is the pattern that you guys all talked about. We see the gospel going forward. We see people receiving or rejecting it. And then those who receive it by faith are then being baptized. Yeah. Yeah. So you have just this this constant sequence other than two, two verses that people like to talk about that don't at all, again, um, validate. Uh, what am I trying? Uh, Pedo. Sorry. Yeah. I keep yeah. going credo. Uh, <laughs> Pedo baptism, uh, which is like be baptized, you and your household. And I think the assumption, obviously, is like that they're going to receive the same message. Well, the Pedo argument would yeah. be that um, we view salvation as this individual thing that, that takes place, whereas like in the new in the Old Testament, you you were being born into a group of people. You were right. being born into a covenant. Yeah. Like yeah. A national... And so circumcision was the sign of that covenant that you were born into. And so they, they would equate baptism in the same way that you're born into this, totally. this covenant kind of family. Right. But the idea that like because you're born into a Christian family um, that now makes you eligible for baptism. So what if you've got a, a husband or a wife who has a non-believing spouse because right. they're part of a Christian family? Do they qualify for baptism? And, and, and they would all say no. The belief would Correct. qualify them. So it's weird how they— It is weird. And part of it, I would argue, and I'm not trying to jump ahead, but if you believe in baptismal regeneration, if, mm-hmm. if you believe that baptism, the, the act saves. of going into the water, actually saves yep. you, then by all means, baptize your infants. Which Catholics right. do. Right. right. And some Lu- Lutherans, Lutherans do. No, Lutherans do. I think well, they, I've heard—, I've heard well, Two different Lutherans give me two different answers on that, but but <laughs> after going round and round with they, a specific Lutheran for years, yes. we finally nailed Presbyterians that down. Like, yeah, don't. Yeah. I think they do. Presbyterians don't. They, they don't. And the Reformed Church did not. Right. Believe that baptism saves, but Catholic Church did. Lutherans did. Well, yeah. and again, that makes total sense to me. If that's your conviction, if you believe that the, that baptismal regeneration do is belief. real, yeah. and water baptism, easy dots to then then absolutely baptize every infant you can baptize. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'd just be, I'd be like yeah, ripping yeah, kids out. out. I'd be ripping kids out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like walking up to people with water in the street and just it, like spraying them. You exactly. Know? Yeah. My, my mind's going to Nacho Libre. I right was now. too. I went to, I went there as well. Concerned but. about your salvation and stuff. <laughs> just a yeah. salad bowl. But does yeah yeah. In scripture, like you were saying, you have a lot of different examples. Like I wrote some of, some of these down. We got Paul's conversion in Acts nine seventeen through eighteen. You have uh, you have him um, on the road uh, to Damascus, right? Yep. And the scales fall off of his eyes. And in, in eighteen, it says, uh, "And he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized." Yeah. So you have like you Immediate. know faith first, yeah. yes, and then baptism, uh, yes. and that te- that happens like over and over again. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The pattern in scripture is that baptism all through Acts. Immediate. Right, All acts, right, right, and then even in First Peter three, uh, where it says where, where it actually says baptism yeah. saves, uh, he even says at the at the, at the end of that uh, that it uh, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God yes. for for a good conscience. So I think like an appeal to God sounds like the baptizer to me. It sounds like the baptizer yeah. is 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 making a petition or an appeal right to God for a good conscience. It's it it almost doesn't seem like you know an infant could do something like that, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, nor nor can they hear what we would call the good news of the right. kingdom or right. the message of repentance. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. like and none it, of that can be they can't be conscious for that. Exactly. Right? Present in, for that. In is in Israel's case, um, like you were saying, that's a covenantal that's a nationalistic thing. It's it's it functioned uh, kind of like citizenship, right? Where you don't really think about it. You're born in the United States, so you're an American, right? Yeah. And that, that was like how how it worked for Israel, but they still had to have faith, right? Um, so you have people passing through the Red Sea, um, right? And then they, the Israelites go in, in 
uh, into the desert, and some of them that didn't have faith uh, died. Right. right? They were even they were, even though they were circumcised too. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. But I th- I think that that type, like what we see in Israel, what it's representing, is actually like the the body of Christ. Right. What we believe to be the church, and I think the big issue here is going to come down to our ecclesiology, right? It's going to be how we think about what encompasses the church, because if you believe in paedo-baptism, you're believing that people, before they even have the ability to believe, are included in the church. Right. Or Whereas, like, a credo-baptist would believe that people who have initial faith first are the ones who are involved right. in that. Right, right. Uh, Which is why the, the paedo-baptists um, are referred to as covenantalism, or they call it covenantalism. Yeah, yeah. It's because yeah. it's not it's not something that you individually need to respond to. It's something that you're proxied into mm-hmm. as a result of a declaration that's been made upon a people. Yeah. So that's it's, being it's your, carried. It's like your entrance into the faith. <clears throat> Correct. Not, not you don't even have to have faith, but your your sign your, not a seal yeah, is yeah, what yeah. what they call it, right. a sign not a seal. And which is funny. So so like I was thinking about this with the uh, with the Presbyterians. I was looking at this yesterday. They they look at it that way. It's a sign not a seal. And basically it's the way like and again, I get the the logic like if if you have children and you're bringing them into the church, and they have to wait and get old enough to hear the gospel and get saved. Like, what are they doing in the church? Like, isn't that dangerous or isn't that bad? So there needs to be this covenantal idea right. where they can be brought in safely and graciously, right? And they call it baptism, but we call that believing parents, right? Uh-huh. If, if, yeah. if, you, if you look at First Corinthians chapter seven, Paul actually deals with this when he talks about a believing spouse basically making holy the unbelieving spouse, and then he speaks to the children. So the the believer in the home is an umbrella, so to speak, of grace, or yep. sanctifying grace, possibly, upon the children. That That's the proxy, is that you have a, a believing parent that's bringing you into the church. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like that's... Yeah. So making it baptism is really weird to me, that we, we take baptism and go, let's do that for that. Right. Yeah, let's call that membership. Yeah. Even though I do believe that's valid membership, but we can, we can get into that later. <laughs> okay. I have that <laughs> no, question. No, go ahead. Do it. Well, I have that question written down for you because I, I think... For me? Yes, because you've for said me? this before, and I've, <laughs> people have picked up on it, uh, including, I won't name names, but somebody close to me that I'm married to. Um, <laughs> no, she's heard you say, like, welcome to the family of God mm. when we baptize people. Mm-hmm. And, and so I wanted to I wanted you to unpack that a little bit because I, I, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. But when you hear that... Yeah. That, you know, welcome to the family of God. When sure. you're water baptized, sure. is, is that actually your entrance into being adopted into the family of God? Yeah. I mean, how, well, explain what you mean by that, maybe. So so that that is the, the tangible sign. Visible. That the church has when we look at each other for membership. That's all I mean by it. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, you, you were finally saved at this point. You weren't part of the family. No. Now you are. We can all collectively, as a cloud of witnesses around that person... Yeah, just seeing what they have done, know that they have their their adoption papers yeah. have gone through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, good. like you are fan. And so, to me, that's that's just the most t- the, the the most physical, tangible sign that we have of who's a member and who's not. It's by confession, and we're going to get into this, but that's part of your confession. Right. Is, yeah. Is that act of baptism? It's so. it's really kind of entrance into the visible church. Yes, because right. you have the invisible church where we don't know what's you know who's who and what's going mm-hmm. on. But but the visible church, the local church, now we know you, you've basically become totally. a member of the family. It's a right. visible because we can we can point Correct. back to this thing. We can look at this thing together. Yeah. and go. This happened, and that's a one time thing. 
You know, that baptism is a one-time thing where, you, you know, that happens. I don't know. And, if you go to Calvary Chapel, it's, it's an every week, week Or if, if you go to Israel. <laughs> if you hear right. a really good get, sermon, get then just keep going. Jesus entrance, <laughs> entrance, like in, becoming a citizen of the kingdom of God, you know, visibly, as, as far as that goes, baptism is a one-time thing. Communion is like, that's why we do it over and over again, because it's, yeah. it's a visible sign of active participation in the right. kingdom of God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that's, the, that's kind of the difference of the two sacraments. But I think sure. it's kind of cool to think about. You know, one is... A one-time thing where you're, hey, I'm making a stand Once here. for all. Yeah. And yep. the other one is like, no, I'm actively participating in this in this yep. kingdom yeah, uh, group, which is, yeah. you know. I mean, the other one speaks to a once for all. But it's, yeah, it's something that we continue to yeah. enjoy. Well, again, yeah. Christ yep. said this one, yeah. you know, one and done. Yes. Uh, the other one is every time, yep. you know, you yes. as often as you meet, I guess. Yep. So. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. All right, good. Does baptism say boom? <laughs> boom. <laughs> so boom. Sort of. Y- yes and no. Yeah. Here's the biggie. <laughs> Does bat- so I grew up in a in a church where it did. Uh, one of their distinctives in the church I grew up in was baptismal regeneration. That's like the phrase, and it means that it's it's in uh, salvation is in that thing. It's when that thing happens when you go into the water. Uh, that's that's when you get saved. Um, and so uh, I have a problem with that uh, biblically, um, and I also don't. So I would say, like, maybe talk about what we don't affirm. Uh, we, we don't affirm that a person um, can be saved by getting in the water. Yeah. That, that act right. doesn't save them. Oh. And we would also say that a person who never gets into, like, the thief on the cross kind of thing, or somebody who never gets around to baptism um, and yet still professes Christ, we would still say that person could be saved. Sure. Yeah. And so, so those we would all affirm to be yeah. correct. Sure. So, um, but then as far as the question, does water bapt- or does baptism save? You didn't say what does water baptism say? That's what I'm referring to, because because that's the to me that's the crux of this. That's what I'm referring to. Is does does water baptism save? Is there a spiritual reality that is then made visible by what we do in the water? Well, you already hit it earlier. If baptism saved, like let's go baptize everybody. (laughs) If baptism saves, why have we seen so many people, whether they were baptized as infants or baptized even as adults, walk away? And have nothing to do with God. You know what I mean? Right. Like like if baptism saves. So, I mean, obviously you could go to just the most practical, like, examples of, or um, maybe flaws, I guess, in that idea. But biblically, what do we see? I mean, you referred to the to the scripture earlier that in Peter, and this is the one that the, the Church of Christ, the, the church I came out of, this is one right. of their verses that they refer to, baptism now saves, mm-hmm. right? So, I guess what kind of baptism was Peter talking about, and what did he mean by that, right, I, when he said I, that? I think that, that um, it's, I th- might have jumped ahead earlier when I brought up St. Basil, right. but I think that, that it's right now when I should no, be talking about it. It's good, it's fine. Because it, I think that what he, his, like, his understanding of it really uh, helped me to, to kind of understand it. Because when you, when you sent me these talking points, uh, you know, that, this question was one that I really struggled with. Does baptism yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It should be one that we struggle with. I mean, this is kind of the, the big question. Right? In the ca- so the catechism, though, says, how do baptism and the Lord's Supper become effective means of salvation? This is the Baptist catechism, mm-hmm. right? So even they recognize that salvation mm-hmm. is tied in a way to baptism, not 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 as our like I wrote this actually to be to be clear to just uh, I think it's better for for me rather than just like going <laughs> maybe saying something who knows what that guy's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so baptism saves I think is fine to say even as a Baptist going off of that catechism, but we should note that there is some linguistic complexity mm. uh, in that statement. Baptism is not the principal means of salvation, right? 
but the visible summative effect mm. of salvation. Baptism saves in the same way. And I was thinking about this. This is just an idea. I don't know if this is actually correct or not. You guys could kind of you know, talk about it. But um, baptism saves in the same way that the continual remission of sins through animal sacrifice saved the Jews. Mm. Unlike the Jews who were continually in need of cleansing at each defilement, we know of one cleansing since the gospel was revealed to us, which is baptism. Uh, were the Jews actually saved by the physical blood of the sacrificial lamb? No, they were saved by what it represented. It represented Jesus. Yeah. And, and in baptism, we have this typology that's happening. I mean, it's clear in Peter, like he refers to Noah being saved yes. through the ark. And then we have Moses being saved through the river, right? right. And then it's little, dry. Right? And then we, but ha- yes. but they, then we have Moses. And Noah dry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, baby Moses <laughs> yeah. was oh, in the, oh, in gotcha, the water. Gotcha. Yeah, and then yeah, Moses, yeah, yeah. Moses uh, again, and yeah. splits the Red Sea. Yeah. And then we see echoes of that typology um, in Jesus Christ when he's baptized, because immediately following his baptism, he spends 40 days in the wilderness, like 40 years in exile, like the Israelites, immediately following their Red Sea. Mm. You know, And so we have all this typology happening throughout the Bible mm. um, that, that makes it seem like there's something going on here that connects it to salvation, sure. not the source well, of our salvation. But that's the right. part is you can't, you really can't uh, unseparate that link. Between, right. Same with exactly. communion. You know, yep. you can't separate what communion is from, from the work of Christ. You can't s- baptize, because th- this is picturing the work of Christ. It's really not, it's not what we're exactly. doing for him. It's what exactly. he did for us right. in both of those situations. Exactly. And so yeah. you can, how do you separate those? So ultimately what it it's signifies. Christ who saves, yeah. right? Yes. And we signify it. Yes. But yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, is water baptism a picture of something or is it causing something? Well, we are, we are going to go there yeah. to what... What exactly is it? Okay. But I, I just wanted to make sure that yeah. we're all comfortable with saying everything we want to say on does it save? Like, because the so, next question will be is if it doesn't save, what does it do? Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, I oh. would say yes and no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Uh, you you, you said of. it more, like better than I did, but no, 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 I, I believe that's what yes I wrote and down. no. That's what I wrote down. So was. so so know the act itself. If you can't get baptized, thief on the cross, whatever. Like like the dude was in paradise with Jesus that day, right? But the way that it's talked about, most people aren't having a deathbed conversion. Most people aren't no, dying, no. Uh, like receiving Jesus and then dying in the next breath. Most of us are receiving Christ and then being raised to a new life as we are still existing in this one. And so there there are things that I, I think um, punctuate our faith. Yeah. And I believe that this is one of those things that absolutely closes that sentence. Sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I, like I think that. it's part of our confession. Okay, so so we have a confession, right. a profession of faith by faith when we receive the gospel. Absolutely. But I believe this also is part of that sure. confession when we actually go to the water and what that says uh, right. um, yeah. about our confession. So I think Absolutely. it's all part of our confession instead right. of oh, you got this thing over here and then you got this thing over here and they it's have nothing t- to do with tied, each other. Tied together, they're directly tied together. Yeah, yeah. they're directly. It's tied like together. what Basil says. You know, the the faith is what establishes yes. it. That's what establishes, that's where it first happens, right? Yes. The confession yeah. first and then the baptism. Yeah. And then the baptism um, um, is seals our ascent. Yes. Yeah. I'm down with that. Okay. Do we well, want to move to the next Well, one? I would just say that's what I, I guess, and this is maybe what we're talking about, what it does. Um, yeah. um, there is a spiritual reality right. of us when we be, are regenerated, when we're born again, born from above, whatever you want to call it, yes. where we die, go down into death with Christ, are buried our self, our Absolutely. identity, our yep. sin, buried, and, and we are raised, cleansed, and transformed as a new creature. It's a testimony. And, and this is, there's a spiritual aspect of baptism that is that it's an invisible event that, that now water baptism is, is like, you know, it's tied to that, sure. uh, no, to, to a visible event. Yeah. So that's but, what I'm going to say it is. But they're two yeah. different things, yeah. but then they're not 
very different at all. So do right. we want to talk about Romans yeah. 6 right yeah, now? Yeah, I was going to say Because yeah. that, that's Romans actually six. where we were going to go for yeah. what is baptism. Yeah. And yeah. You, you basically just unpack that. So uh, I, I love also how, how this actually comes off of the question, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound, is where he's moving into, mm. don't you know what baptism is? <laughs> so it's really interesting when you make the connection. But starting in, in, uh, in verse 3, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? That is what you were just saying. Yeah, amen. We were buried there. That's why it's like a funeral and a wedding or a yeah. funeral and a resurrection at the same right. time, yeah. right? Uh, verse 4, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so this is what follows the burying, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to and so I feel like Paul's saying, like, that's what baptism says when you see it, like the way that it's done. Right. But it's also what it is. It's also what's happening, <laughs> like, in reality, too. Uh-huh. So, and, and that could be controversial. And th- this is the thing. I, so that verse is, for to me, just the most amazing verse about, about baptism. Totally. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think uh, concerning the types, like I was talking about typology earlier, uh, one of the things... And for those who don't know, I guess, typology is basically just like a picture of uh, of something that will be fulfilled uh, later on, Um, usually, you know, I think almost always in Christ, right? (laughs) Those are the the best ones. I'm trying to think of a typology that's not, you know, Christ fulfilling it. I don't don't think it exists. Um, But um, I forget what I was saying. So. I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So uh, another thing, Saint ba- uh, Basil said that. See, I re- his brain goes fifty yeah. directions yeah. at once. It's it's bad. I, and I have all this stuff. It's just making me like more messy because I'm like I don't Sorry. even know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Basil said something in that same book. Yeah, I'm yeah. just keep plugging that. Uh, he said typol like types uh, are a school for the eyes of the heart. Mm. And so he relates that directly to baptism. Uh, so if we think about it uh, directly related to baptism, like baptism teaches our hearts something through the spirit mm. uh, about a, a reality. And it's the reality that we just read in Romans 6, that uh, we are buried uh, with Christ yes. and raised up in newness of life. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, we haven't fully experienced that yet uh, as far as like being glorified. Right. And so it's still a type in a way. And God has given us right. this as a tangible thing to hold on to because it's our hope, right? This right. is the hope. We will just, like uh, Christ, we will it's resurrect. Our blessed hope is, it's our blessed hope. It's the final, ultimate resurrection. Exactly. Yes. And, and baptism is, is, is kind of still uh, not completely fulfilled in that way. For no, us you yet. and I got to die still. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we That's, have to die still. We're yeah. still in this like, weird middle because ground. Because of death in the world. Exactly. Or sin, sorry, sin, sin in the sin. world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so to me, baptism is, is this beautiful promise, covenantal promise that God has given to us yeah. that we can hold on to. It's visible and tangible and be like, this is, this is it. Uh, yeah. That St. Basil in the same book, I mean, he brings up that there's martyrs who, who were converted and died for Christ without ever being baptized. Mm-hmm. And he says, obviously, they're saved. Yeah. Um, right. they, they were baptized in their own blood, he says. Because yeah. if, that, if that's not true, yeah. then you have 
what Christ has done plus what we do. Right. And I right. know people would argue that. They would say, no, this is still a work of Christ. Well, Christ is actually a liar if it's not true. Well, yeah, it's, it's right. Jesus plus something else. And that's what, like, the Roman Catholic Church, you know, it's Jesus plus this. Right. It's, and, and I know well, again, Lutherans, you will be with me today in paradise. Like, he, he's yeah. a liar, like, if it's not true. If there's right. something else that has to be done. Because yeah. he, w- he wasn't. But then, there. so then the other argument that, that, that the Pado Baptist would, lege, you know, lever against us or whatever would say, um, well, then you just, baptism is just a sign. It doesn't do anything. Right. And, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't like that. Weak. <laughs> yeah. Just a sign. And it's like, no, it's much more than that. And I like yeah. what you were saying there because it is, it is much more than that. It, yeah. it is a promise. It's, it's again, it's... It's our it's unification, a, really, with Christ. It is. It, so I, I, there's three words that, that, like, when I think of baptism, um, and I, I don't I, these aren't for me, but I, I like them. Proclamation. So you, you are making a proclamation that I am a follower of Christ. It's an identification. So you're identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And it's a participation. Absolutely. And this is the part that sounds weird, but there is a participation in what we're doing in this. And same with communion in what Christ did, not adding to his work, not you know mm. anything like that. But we are participating in this thing. And so baptism does all of these things, and so does communion in a right. beautiful way yeah. that unites us to the work of Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly. good, too. Yeah. Three, three, three words, if I was to say, like, what is baptism? You, you just said it, and based on this passage, union with Christ. Yeah. yeah. Baptism, yeah. Is just, it just it, it screams and promises and declares union with Christ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's something that we often struggle with is just the mystery of these things. Right? Yeah. yeah. So there's mystery in baptism, there's mystery in communion, yeah. um, and we've got to get you know comfortable or as comfortable as we can with the fact that there is some mystery to yeah. these things, probably by God's design. Well, and, and even the way we view it, like is baptism a work of God or is it a work of man? And I think most Christians, or at least Baptist Christians, might say it's a work of man. Like, we're doing right. something for God here. And and it really is a work of God. It is, yeah. And that's yeah. the weird part. Like, you're getting into the water, you're doing this thing, you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. But, but Would you argue that communion's the same? Yeah, I would say it's a work of God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are participating Absolutely. in it. But it's absolutely a work of God. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. How, for many times, us. how many times have you heard it said at, at baptisms that you know this is this is the person's first step of obedience, right? Yeah, you know, they've come to faith. It's their first step of obedience to get baptized, and, and maybe, but but it just it diminishes. You know that kind of talking diminishes the work of God. I mean, the truth yeah. is, it is obedience. Right. And, and I mean, it's called an ordinance, which is, if you think like a city ordinance, it's a command. No, yeah. there's a lot of disobedient you know? Christians right now with baptism. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird to me. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end with that yeah. um, mode. Okay, we've talked about how <laughs> we've talked about why Edna we're Baptists, mode. and we're all Edna <laughs> mode. Be- can, can before we move on to this, can I just Austin, say one thing? I'm sorry. Where does it end? <laughs> I'm sorry. There was something I really like that, that of G- Gavin Ortland said of online, and actually, Gavin Ortland's probably like one of my favorite uh, bab- modern Baptist guys right now. Uh, he was talking about how. Um, baptism is kind of like a coronation service, uh, and he was relating it to Queen Elizabeth. He said, you know, when she died, she was in Africa, and she immediately became the queen, uh, and then her coronation service was months afterward. Um, but it's not without—it's not outside of the bounds of the English language to say that she became—she was crowned queen on the day of her coronation or the day that she actually became sure, queen. For sure. Both are equally relevant. Yeah. He, so he says, like, it's, it's kind of like if we let somebody borrow our car, right, and uh, they smash into a curb and then immediately run over like a bunch of spikes or something they come back and we're like what happened and uh, uh, we want to know he, they're going to tell us those two things happen and we want to know exactly which one it was or if it's 50 50 or whatever and, and you know that's just how we are naturally wired mm. Um, mm. 
but I think these things, like what Basil was saying, are they're kind of connected, right? Yeah. Faith and, and baptism are, are connected. They totally are. This sure. is why you should believe and be baptized quickly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Leave as little time as yep. possible between the two events. Yeah, let's not mess around it, with this. Let's, yeah, just, yeah. let's just do Let's do everything yeah. that's asked of us and just not even worry about it. It tidies there this whole go. argument up quite a bit if yeah. you just do it And then thank way. Jesus for all of it. Yeah. Okay. Amen. I want to go back to, so one of my first questions was, why are you a Baptist? I think we all agreed that we see an ongoing picture of believers baptism first and foremost there's also the secondary thing that baptists are known for which is the mode Uh. the way in which that's done to me this is maybe i'm wrong and you guys can help me this is completely secondary to me like like i do believe that that full immersion is the picture both with what we see it picturing as well as the examples that we have in the bible but i don't think that that's necessary or something i would go on to the mat with or anything like that i'm cool with like various modes are you guys the scriptural language does make it seem like a full immersion because it's like buried it says buried and stuff like that yeah we have death and yeah yeah that's normative yeah Yeah. and it means To dip in water, right? <laughs> yeah. so, not necessarily yeah. to pour a cup, but um, I actually was reading the Didache. Is that how you say it? The D- I don't. Didache. Didache. However, you you're say looking it. at the dumbest guy at the table. Didache. <laughs> However, you say it. I was. I, I read that earlier this year, and actually, the thing I liked, I, I thought was super interesting about it, is they talk about mode. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they say in that, uh, like, if you, well, I wrote it. I actually have it here. So just, just it's on read. page thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Okay, here it is. Here it is. This is from it. Uh, so good. It says, uh, concerning baptism, baptize this way, having first said all things, baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I think that part yeah. is, is definitely important. Yep. We need to be baptizing in the, the, in the Trinity. aspect of it. Yeah, because St. Basil, actually, he defends it, but... against that, because in his age, people were baptizing just the Father. And they were, yeah. so, he, I mean, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in living water, uh, which is running water, you know, uh, but if you don't have running water, baptize in other water. And if you have not cold water, baptize in warm water. But if you have not neither, pour out water thrice upon the head in the nice. name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go. Uh, but before uh, the baptism, let the baptizer fast, fast and the baptized and whatever others can. Uh, but you shall also uh, order the baptized to fast one or two days before. So they, they, yeah, they, they actually took... That's an early document. You can't make an infant fast for two days, just saying. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's saying. true. Oh, that's the part of that you caught on? Yeah. Well, that's one part. Too. That's true. Just that's saying. true. Well, that's, that's, actually that's, a, that's actually the earliest document other than like the... I know. Yeah. But they, yeah. a lot of the pedos, Baptist pedos. That sounds bad. No, <laughs> I keep having to think about this now. A lot of the people <laughs> that believe in infant baptism would, would argue right. uh, yeah. that that was the practice of the early right. church. And according to that, I mean, you're not going to make a baby fast no. for one right. or two days. Yeah. So. And what right. struck me about that is they actually they take the baptism so seriously uh, that they're fa- fasting. So it shows their their uh, reverence for this sure. as a sacrament. Right. But at the same time, like they don't care about mode really uh, yeah, as much. Sure. like. So I think it's safe to say, uh, mode. If if you can, ideally, yeah, yeah. yeah our preference, a normative mode. Yeah, right? yep. But our preference would always dictate. be full immersion. But yes. again, you've got somebody on their deathbed. You've got somebody that can't make their way into the into the river yeah, physically, right. whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sprinkled the guy once on on his deathbed. I mean, yeah. that was just what we yeah. had to do in in the living room. Yep, yep. So so that's not really what makes you Baptist. Is just that it's got to be full immersion. I mean, it's it's primarily who baptism's for. Right. right. Okay. I would agree with that. Uh, two questions to end with. Um, what would you say to someone who's professed Christ as Lord and Savior and has never been baptized? Stop it. Yeah, get baptized. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? 
we'll we'll what fill the trough this Sunday. Yeah. I wrote down like, "Don't be a dingus, be baptized." <laughs> don't be a dingus. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a dingus. All right, that'll well, show them. Yeah, they're gonna definitely don't, repent. Don't be a there's dingus. A, be baptized. Right there. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be a, a dingus. I'm getting baptized. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it really is an anomaly in scripture. You don't. You just don't see somebody believe and not be baptized. You don't. It just doesn't occur. Right. Is it um, a matter of disobedience? I would at say that point, you're Chad? disobeying I an ordinance. I think it could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I okay. mean, it's, I mean, we, 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 we find all kinds of ways to disobey things, yeah. but, but yeah, if, if Jesus says this is important and I want you to do it and we don't do it, that's weird. And I, why, yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to. Yep. Um, that's, that's the part isn't that baffles that the question? me. Yeah. Isn't right. that really that what the question That would throw somebody's would faith into question for, for me personally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's where so. the disobedience could come in. I think of a guy one time who uh, asked me to baptize him. He was in his seventies and yeah. he had been baptized as a kid. Uh, at the behest of his parents. And he just one day realized, like, you know what? That didn't mean anything to me. I need to get baptized. Well, um, I don't think he had been disobedient, you know, for 60 years or whatever sure. it was. He just came to this realization, yeah. like, this means something to me, and I need to take this step. Sure. And that was cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that everybody that hasn't been baptized is necessarily disobedient. But if someone is, is you know, refusing it or rejecting it or doesn't want to do it, um, that's, that's I think in part because of what we've done with baptism, mm. especially in the Baptist tradition, because uh, you either make baptism everything or nothing. We do that with right. the ordinances a lot, with the sacraments. We do it with everything. If, yeah. if you make it nothing, well, then what's the big deal? Right. Why, yeah, why, why does bother? It, you know, why bother? You know, I don't want to get wet today. You I'm know, saved by faith. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, the water doesn't I'm, save. Oh, there's no point. No. And so I, I, part of it's the church's fault yep. um, because we've made it nothing. Yep. So I do get that. But... But yeah, I don't understand it. It's just something that you should you should almost be wanting to run to the water when you yeah. get, when you get saved if you understand what we're doing Absolutely. and why why we're doing it. So yeah. all right, more controversial. <laughs> Someone who was baptized as an infant and has grown up and they profess Jesus mm-hmm. as Lord and Savior. What would you say to them? Should they be baptized as a believer, or does it not matter? I mean, I would encourage them to be baptized, but I don't. If they feel comfortable with their first one, then, yeah. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I was, I yeah. was, that happened to me, so I can speak to that. I was baptized in the Roman Catholic Church as a yeah. baby. Um, and, uh, you know, but I remember my mom saying, if you ever get rebaptized, because when I became a Christian, that was a big deal. Don't tell me. <laughs> if you ever undo yeah. this, <laughs> she told me <laughs> not to tell her. And, and I wasn't going to because yep. I did get rebaptized when I, when I became a Christian at, uh, 1920, whenever that was. Yeah. Um, and my mom asked me later, did you get baptized? I'm like, you didn't want me to tell you. She's like, I want to know. So I told her. Well, she was mad. When you were 19 or 20 or in 1920? 1920. You are older Shad. than us. So yes. Yeah. He's a vampire. I just wanted to clarify. You're the wor- hey, <laughs> I might be, but I don't use words like behest. <laughs> so, yeah, you sound like a boomer, even though you're not. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay, you two. Sorry. Am I going to have to separate? You Sit on your hands. Yeah. Anyway. Actually, I'm sitting on my my, con- my, my conviction. Sorry. <laughs> my conviction was that um, I didn't believe I was a Christian uh, because I was born into that church and, yep. and part of that church. I, there was a point where I met Jesus, and, and then it made sense to me to be baptized, you know, in the Christian faith. At that point, and I know people that are Catholic right now are saying the Catholics are part of the Christian faith. So I'm not. I'm not trying to make yeah, a distinction yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. I'm just saying, for me, I wasn't a Christian yet. When yeah. I became one, I wanted to get baptized. Right. So it's a matter of conscience. It, yeah. it really is a matter of conviction. Like if you sure. feel convicted that that you should get rebaptized, yeah. by all means, do. do. Yeah. Um, there's even young kids. I think that their parents have put pressure on them, or their friends, or you know, peer pressure, whatever. Yeah. They got in the water. Maybe they weren't even. You know, so it doesn't even have to be an infant. I, I know I've known a lot of people that get get baptized at age four or five, and they don't really know what they're doing. They just they just do it, and then at some point they have a real conversion experience. I, you know, again, 
like you said, it's just our two oldest. Yeah, we had, I agree uh, with that. Our two oldest, when they were born and young, we were at the OPC, the uh, Orthodox Presbyterian Church, Reformed Presbyterian, <clears throat> and they obviously uh, baptized infants, and so we had them both baptized. Me and Carrie just kind of didn't know any different, and we're going along with it. And then later on, when they got older, they have both wanted to yeah to be baptized again, and we enc- we encouraged it. We we're like, go ahead, yeah. Sounds yeah. good. So, yeah. but there are people that get baptized, you know, three, four, five times. Right. I was, over, I was over. going to say actually, I was baptized <laughs> twice, and it wasn't necessary to be honest. I was just confused about what baptism was to be yeah, honest. Like to I be think, completely yeah. honest, I grew that's up in a Calvary was. Temple, yeah. and uh, you'd see the same people go up every. I week, just dude. I had my my initial uh, you know conversion, and I was baptized. And uh, then I kind of backslid, you know, and then I had this moment where I felt like I had another conversion, even though it was just the same faith within me, you know what I mean? And so I was like, oh, I got to get baptized, you know what I mean? It was just not, (laughs) really just not understanding. I tell people I've been been saved 20 times, but I I don't (laughs) need to be baptized 20 times. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of what you're saying, like our faith just, you know, just getting bowled over by the goodness of God um, and having our faith increased and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't understand it. I had that mo- you have moments throughout your life where you're you're really just totally. excited and, and sure. it feels like a it feels Let's almost like you're regenerated something. again. Yeah. It's like whole yeah. cannonball. Whole. And, and yeah. I think there's 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 the idea being of rededicating your life to Christ, right. you know, where you may, you get up before the church and you say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm drawing a line here and I'm not uh, you know, young man did that a couple of weeks ago in our sharing time a little bit just kind of said I, I've been walking kind of on my own for a while yeah. and I'm back in the church and I want it. He just yeah. publicly said, and that's basically, a beautiful thing. and that's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. You don't have to get back Absolutely. in the water again, exactly. but I, I think there's times yeah. when you do have to tell the family, Hey, I'm back. And yeah, I'm, exactly. sure, I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to yeah. say confessions. Good ongoing yeah. testimony being Absolutely. shared is good. Like the, yeah, that, that's great. Good stuff. Um, all right, we got to go. Uh, are you guys ashamed to be Baptists? That's That's how they make you feel, dude. Like people make you feel like you should should be ashamed ashamed to be baptistic. That might be the better question. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're never going to put Baptists on the sign. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I'm not going to say again. When you look at the reasons that Pado Baptists come to their conclusions, it's um, some a couple of passages that have to do with the whole household getting saved. And they're assuming infants. Yeah, uh, you, you're looking at covenants in the Old Testament, tying them to circumcision, entrance into the, the family that way. You're making correlations not there, not direct connections. And then you're using tradition. Yep. And and you don't really have. There's not any clear evidence in Scripture nope. to me to convince me otherwise. Sure. So right. to me, the the best interpretation and understanding of Scripture is, is what is they clear. they do use baptism. they yeah. do use the Acts household baptisms yeah. as a defense they do totally. I've heard yeah. those we, yeah. we've right. been through these before which and is again, which you're still it's assumption it's eisegesis yeah, they, you're, right. you're exactly. imposing it's, it's your things. interpretation right. on it's those. assuming yeah. things and yeah. again if you want if you if you come in with the notion that I want to believe in this thing right. you, know, you can be com- to, you can be compelled by those yep. right it's easier but again if you come in kind of Clean slate what 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 am I supposed to learn here I don't think you'll come to that conclusion the other thing is I think that they use like tradition they'll use the first uh well they'll use use church history they use church history but but here's the deal when i when i in my personal reading of church history uh, especially in the first um 300 years or so there's a large diversity of beliefs and like i just read that was 370 that guy's seems to me to have more of a a credo baptist perspective but then you have you do have writings of, of other guys who 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 um believe like more of a pedo side sort of thing but then it's not until saint augustine actually that there's like a massive yes. shift where everything becomes universally yeah uh, that way so when we, a lot of times when those guys look back they're just like they they make the argument that it's like universally right. the guys who learn 
everybody, from everybody the, yeah, is, from the is, is, is is yeah. universally. Yep. No, they had the same problem we have today. <laughs> there, yeah. there were no, people that were they, doing it. They were all over. Sure. It was a patchwork of different <laughs> beliefs about baptism. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I would say, just just in fairness, there there are. Um, good godly people on both sides of this argument oh, yeah. sure. that we are teachers that we respect greatly that that would would fall into the sure. pedo baptist camp and we're fine yeah. are, you know we're, we're not we're not saying that you know they are our brothers and sisters amen. in christ that's what i'm trying yeah. to say yeah yeah it okay. would not be a thing to divide over no yeah in my opinion even though we're baptists yeah even though we're right <laughs> and not <laughs> even, even though we're <laughs> presbyterian <laughs> <laughs> all right why don't you pray us out of here hey thank you for joining us thank today. you guys for having yeah. appreciate it well We'll think about having you back. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He, we'll like, have to talk no, about he was, really. he was, yeah. Get that guy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to pray since you're a guest? Sure. Nice, man. We'll give you that honor. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day and for uh, the opportunity to be here with these brothers and uh, um, talk about this beautiful uh, sacrament, Father, that you've given to us. Um, that really, like I said, is, is, a, is a promise um, that, uh, that we will be united with you in your death and your resurrection. And really, it's a hope uh, for us to have new life and to find um, unity and, and identity with you. And uh, I pray, Father, that um, you would just be glorified by uh, our conversation mm-hmm. and uh, that you would just uh, bless the people that are watching and uh, bring each and every one of us closer to you. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Later. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.